0: Welcome to the Vibing Consciously podcast, where we explore the power of conscious living and elevating our vibrations. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm a metaphysician and energy healer. I specialize in healing trauma and guiding us on the journey to self-love. My purpose is to help the world heal through this pivotal time in history, and I'm honored to be here by my best friend and co-host, Sarah.
1: I'll be here to help everyday people find ways to stay healthy while healing, because it's essential to nourish our bodies as well as our minds, in order to stay fit and create a life of joy. Even though I am working on myself, who I am today is completely enough. Welcome to Loving Yourself, And here's my question. Do you love yourself? Do you truly unconditionally have the most pure love for yourself? I can honestly say I don't. I don't know of anybody that does.
0: No. I think it's always a work in progress.
1: Was that why we were put here on this earth? To love ourselves? Have you ever wondered the question, why are we here? Yes. Why?
0: Why Light bulb. That's exactly why, I think. And even through a lot of the books I've read, a lot of the research I've done, hell, I will say everything. The basis is always we come here to love ourselves, to learn how to love ourselves. Because you wouldn't think that it would be so hard. And why is it so hard? Because trauma is a regular part of all of our lives here. All of us have trauma and up until just the past few years, really, there hasn't been a lot of awareness to mental health until recently. And there's been a lot of societal pressure to tell us how we should be. Not only are we dealing with trauma, which teaches us that we aren't good enough, We've also been taught to ignore how we feel, which causes us to hold everything in, which eventually turns into our identity, and we don't even know it. Our identity is based on the events that happen to us throughout our life and the learned behaviors that our parents and the people who we surrounded ourselves with And through societal pressure, believe it or not, it makes more sense for us to be unhappy. I mean, really think about it. If we're unhappy, we buy merchandise to change the way we look. We buy drugs to change the way we feel because we've been forced to believe how we feel is wrong. We pay for plastic surgery, diet fads, self-help books, the list goes on. And through our awakening process, because it's all part of it, we have to grow out of what we have adopted through trauma, and through learned behaviors. And we also have to work our way out of what we've been raised up to believe through society Mm -hmm. to be true. Because for so long, we've watched commercials on TV, advertising medication, making us feel like You have to buy this if you want to feel good. Mm -hmm. That's the only option. You have to buy our medication. And we've done it until now, where now you're seeing everyone saying, feel your emotions, because now we're starting to see the effects of lifetimes before us who have shoved down their emotions and have not felt them. And we cannot attain self-love until we do that. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to feel everything that we're feeling because we didn't come here hating ourselves. When we were born, we're the most genuine, authentic versions of ourselves that we can be. You don't see many genuinely unhappy babies unless they have gas. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> For the most part, they're pretty happy. And then it's trauma and societal pressure. As you grow up, that changes Mm -hmm. you and makes you learn to not love yourself. And other people made those decisions for us. Mm -hmm. So, with the waves of healing trauma, what we talked about in our last episode, the anger that you feel with what we're saying is real and allow yourself to feel it. Because for a long time, I. I knew that my trauma kept me a certain way and kept me from loving myself. And I said, okay, you know, I know that's it. I'll move on. I love myself. But I didn't really go through the process of anger a lot. And so it almost made me more resentful towards my trauma and also the societal pressure because I see so many teenagers now who are struggling for their life because they have felt like they needed to fit into this box that someone else has dictated for them and they can't just be themselves. I, I hurt for them. Mm-hmm. So use that hurt, use that anger and channel it into something that empowers you. Even when the world around us seems to fail us every time, we have the choice at the end of the day to change. No one is forcing us to be unhappy. No one is forcing us to go out and get plastic surgery. We make those decisions. Right now is the time to accept what was and now make a change for the future and to loving yourself. How do we do it? First of all, just having the awareness is wonderful because a lot of people don't even have the awareness of how much they hate themselves. Mm-hmm they lash out, they project onto other people, they're so angry all the time. It's because you're not honoring and loving yourself to feel those emotions. You're projecting it onto everyone else, causing them to hate themselves, to adopt those beliefs as their own. So just having the awareness is wonderful. Awareness is magical and you can have so much joy from it, but you can also have grief, anger, isolation. And like we said before, you have to go through those emotions that come with awareness, but always come to acceptance at the end. You have to accept it for what it is. Let go of the things that you can't control, war, politics, media, other people, economic culture. You have to let go of all that. Because if you hold on to that, it's going to keep you in the repetitive cycle of anger and fear. You have to detach from the negativity. Stop reading or watching the news. Stop being a part of gossip conversations. And you have to see the good side of the bad. So there would be no kindness without hate. There would not be empathy without abuse. No compassion without pain. You would not know one if you did not have the other. In our perception, things look negative and things look bad. I was abused as a child. You could take that as negative. How could someone abuse a five or six-year-old? They're a monster. You can look at it like that, absolutely. But because I was abused as a child, it made me stronger. It made me more compassionate towards others. I have more empathy than any other human being I think I've ever met. And those are wonderful qualities to have. Not everybody has natural compassion and empathy. Some people have to work for that. And I don't. I have it Because I know what pain feels like. And I know I do not want to cause that for other people. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at it like the people who abused me were monsters. They were only living out their own reality that they were taught. Because now we have the awareness of mental health. They did not. Mm -hmm. growing up they were taught shove it down
1: do you think with the awareness of mental health do you think more people are turning towards the spiritual side and healing things and loving themselves or do you think the mental health has turned and said well take this it'll help your anxiety take this it'll help your depression take this it'll help you to sleep at night Take take this take this take this
0: right there has to be polarity because that's the planet that we live on. For me, in my reality, I see more people spiritually waking up. But because I go to different classes and things, so I I talk to a lot of people, I meet a lot of people. And sometimes I'll hear about what's happening in the world. And they are more on that side, Mm -hmm. where they think that you know, the pharmaceutical industry is keeping us sick, and, and they dwell on that. And I, I wouldn't disagree, <laughs> but I, I don't try to dwell on it. But in my world, I feel like people are waking up more and trying to love themselves. Even the people who I thought would never change are starting to change and starting to say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I was treating people that way. I'm sorry. And I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. But I do know that as I grow and as I heal, everything and everyone around me is a projection of myself. So if they are changing and making progress, I could only imagine the change and progress that's happening within myself. And I have to give myself credit for that Mm -hmm. and be proud of myself for that. And that is another very crucial part of self-love. Through all of this, through everything that we've talked about so far, if you've gone through any of this, Be proud of yourself that you've even gotten through it. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey. You could be struggling. You could be on the top. Be thankful that you've made it out and you're where you are now and you're working on yourself. If you're working on yourself, you're putting in hard work. So be proud. Sarah, what do you do when you catch yourself not loving yourself? What are the steps for you?
1: Well, first I have to start by stopping the negative thought patterns that I'm having because I think we all get to that point where we're all, oh, you're no good or, oh, you're this or, oh, you're that. Stop, pause. And first I would take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Taking a deep breath, stopping the negative thought patterns and trying to say something positive to myself. Like if I'm struggling with the thought of, Oh, you couldn't do that yoga pose and practice. I really do find myself beating myself up about stuff like that, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why I do that. They talk about that in class and how you shouldn't like every practice is different. Every day is different, you know. But for whatever reason, I'm like, if I can do this pose today, I should be able to do it tomorrow. But well, that's not always the case because... Well, maybe your hamstring's tight today, or your hips are a little bit tighter today, or whatever. I find myself having to stop in the middle of class, go into child's pose, and just reset my whole train of thought. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, I'm not present and I'm just beating myself up.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of funny how your muscles hold tenseness like that Mm -hmm. based on your thoughts, because when we have the tightness in our muscles, it really is trauma or negative thoughts that we're having over and over again. That imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. will come out in tightness in your muscles. And a great book to read would be Soul Speak.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Julia Cannon wrote it. Mm -hmm. Dolores Cannon's Daughter.
0: I just read that.
1: That's really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I do soul speak in my practice where you kind of drop in and connect with your higher self and let your higher self tell you. So if you're finding that you're beating yourself up because you're not doing yoga poses correctly, but you know in your head that's ridiculous, why am I beating myself mm-hmm. up again? When you do soul speak, you can close your eyes and kind of you go into the alpha brain wave state where we're more into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And you can say, okay, higher self, why am I beating myself up about these yoga moves when I know I don't need to beat myself up? And then if you allow the first thought to come in your head that you have, it'll give you your answer. Mm -hmm. And for me, what's kind of crazy is sometimes it automatically releases and Mm -hmm. I feel better and then I can move on. Just having the awareness of it and what it is, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think is the biggest things. And then Once we have the awareness, then we can have the acceptance Mm -hmm. and then we can move on and let go of the things that we can't control.
1: Yeah.
0: I think once you have that acceptance and you're able to let go of the control and the negativity, that's kind of the sweet spot. After that, I say that you move on to you and you figure out what you want. And sometimes that's not necessarily easy. When you've been performing for other people for your whole life, sometimes it can get tricky to figure out what you want. And I was actually just thinking about this in the car. I was thinking about kids who are pushed into sports from a very young age. And I started thinking about Tiger Woods mm-hmm. because Tiger Woods, I mean, his dad had a golf club in his hand since he was a baby. Tiger Woods did not get to decide what he wanted to do. That was already predetermined for him. Mm-hmm. And you've seen everything that Tiger Woods has had to go through during his career. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I look at it like he's not doing what his soul wants him to do. Mm -hmm. And I know that we came here with agreements that we're going to do certain things, but he's obviously not happy. His body is falling apart. He's denying his kundalini awakening by all the things he's been doing. Have you noticed that? Exactly. And I think I've said this on a previous episode. If you don't know the things that you want, I always look back at the things that I loved doing when I was little because that always showed me where my true passions lied because usually as we grow up we lose those passions over time but also try new things because you never know what could be your next passion until you try it out so i've always loved art and painting but i didn't find other crafty avenues until I, it was much later in life where i started doing tapestries and you know building things and stuff like that and gardening I never thought that I would have a green thumb and love to garden. (laughs) Thank you, COVID. And then after that, once you're finding the things that you love to do, I say eliminate or elevate. Set up your environment to reflect the way that you want to feel. Eliminate what or who does not serve you and elevate everything else. For the things or people that you can't eliminate or you don't want to eliminate, elevate them. This happens when you set clear boundaries And you speak your truth about what you really want. And if you want to feel good, you have to consider how crucial your environment is. It's just the truth of the matter. You can't have people that are constantly bringing you down. That's not going to make you love yourself. You have to be around people who are going to set you up to love yourself.
1: And I just want to say that sometimes you end up with a person in your life who has been negative for many years. Mm -hmm. And you try to speak positive when you're around them and it's just like kind of talking to a brick wall
0: those are the people I eliminate honestly and I know that a lot of people don't like to hear that and I might upset a lot of people but I'm just going to throw it right on out here but a lot of our parents people in that generation are so stuck so stuck in the way that they were brought up and the negativity and the world is doom and gloom and everybody's out to get you and you're raising your kids wrong because you're telling them you love them too much. What? Mm -hmm. What? Just consider all of the trauma that us as millennials are now having to face and consider that maybe you didn't do everything correctly. And Mm -hmm. that's why we're having to move on from all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to set up better for our children. People like that, who are stuck and I'm not just saying it's parents and that generation specifically because it's an array of generations it's not solely to that one
1: mm-hmm.
0: but those are the people that if I try to be positive around them and I try to speak my truth and they still just find every single way that they can to bring me down and take me to their level I say you can stay on your level mm-hmm. I'm out I'm sorry I love you and I want nothing but happiness and the best for you, but you cannot be in my life because I'm not going to allow you to treat me like this anymore. Because there's some people that you can try to set boundaries with that it just won't work. Mm-hmm. And those may be karmic ties that you've had from past lives that maybe you need to move on from. Maybe they're your lesson to teach you how to move on. And it can be tough. Mm-hmm. It can be really tough. But I always have somebody substitute back in and it always ends up making me feel so much better Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because the people that I ended up cutting out of my life before I made that decision, I lived with guilt all the time, all the time. I should call them. I should reach out. But oh my God, when I talk to them, I feel awful. Or when they come to my house, I feel like pulling my hair out every day. Mm -hmm. Or I snap at my daughter and husband when they're around because I can't control my anger around them. I'm not saying that that's their fault, because I should be able to control my emotions. But if they're able to bring me down that much, if they're sucking that much of my energy out of me, I don't need them around. Mm -hmm. It just takes too much work. I shouldn't have to work that hard to be around people who say they love me. Mm -hmm. That is very true because
1: I had a guest come in and stay at the house, and my youngest daughter happened to catch something. And two of the other people that were in the house happened to catch that too, but I didn't catch it. And I was around all of them a lot. Mm-hmm. So the point to that is if you're vibrating oh. higher, you don't catch that crap. That's right. Pretty much. And you can shows who's vibrating lower. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the same stuff that Joe Dispenza talks about, how they were looking at people who worked in the same environment, say that you're working with heavy chemicals Mm -hmm. and one person ends up getting cancer and the other doesn't. How does that work? Mm -hmm. And he's seeing now it's based on your environment and how you're feeling within yourself. And what a lot of people don't know is when we do get sick, you have to match that frequency. Mm -hmm. Sicknesses have a vibrational frequency just like we do. When you look at them under a microscope, really really closely you can see all these little particles moving around and vibrating Mm -hmm. and if you're vibrating at that same frequency you're gonna get it
1: and that goes the same for diseases right if you're sitting around and you're worried oh i'm gonna get cancer oh i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get that you're just manifesting that into your life that's right so you have to stop sitting around thinking about that that even goes with you know food you can't sit around and be like, okay, let me back up. You should eat healthy. I'm not saying that. But you cannot sit around and constantly worry like we are all guilty of doing, I'm sure. Oh, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat that. shouldn't do this. shouldn't do this. Stop. Right. Right. <laughs> because you're just manifesting
0: bad crap onto yourself. Mm-hmm. It's so. like the book I'm reading right now. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone else. And there's nothing wrong with anything around you. It just is Mm -hmm. it is what it is and we have to come to a level of acceptance for ourselves that there's nothing wrong with these things and Mm -hmm. if you feel like there is then start taking action Mm -hmm. remember the first step find out what you want go back to that and start doing it Mm -hmm. if you want to become an artist go out and start buying some art supplies sign up for a local art class if you wanna become a singer, take singing lessons, go to karaoke every now and then. If you want to be a millionaire, start acting like a millionaire. And don't do Facebook posts that
1: have <sighs> shacks on them like I would
0: <laughs> Might have yelled at Sarah a little bit. <laughs> but, and I and I know that you may say, well, how can I act like a millionaire? I don't have a million dollars. I can't go around spending all of my money. No. But you can go in and browse expensive stores, you can plan your future vacations, you can see yourself as the person that you want to be. Because Mm -hmm. if you continue to live based on what everybody else wants you to do, or in negative thought patterns... That's exactly what you're going to manifest into your life. So in order for you to start loving yourself, you have to figure out what it is you truly want and you have to start seeing yourself as that future version of yourself. Sarah, what are your favorite ways to show yourself self-love?
1: Well, I personally like to go get manis and Petties. Yes. Massage is always fun. Or I really liked it when we went to the float tank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you were into that but I thought that was really fun the only part that I didn't like is when the lights went out and it was completely pitch black Mm -hmm. and I was laying in a tub butt-ass naked (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of scary I was like oh my god where's the what's gonna happen but I found my light anyway that was a pretty fun experience but also I mean if you can't go out and do any of those things you can always just meditate reflect practice yoga at home exercise go for a walk be out in nature ground yourself long hot showers a bath in your own house you can turn off the lights and Won't
0: maybe it won't be as scary
1: <laughs> i know plenty of ways to show yourself self-love without spending money too so
0: yeah you have to get out of your control mode when you go to the uh, float tanks it was tough for me yeah, you weren't into it. I've done it two times, and I did not like it either Either time.
1: Mm.
0: I thought the first time I went, I was not into meditating as much as I am now. And I thought that when I went back the second time that I would love it because I'm more of a meditator now, and it would help me get in that space. But I hated it. Mm. I don't like it because if I could just float in one spot, I think that that would be better. Instead of floating in circles. <laughs> right. Instead of floating in circles, because I'm always worried that I'm going to hit my head mm-hmm. or, you know, I end up getting against the wall weird or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. Sorry. Definitely,
1: definitely for the special people. Well, not even... <laughs> it's only for special people. <laughs> <laughs> not for special people, just certain people that really like water. Like, I... I really, really like water. I'm I really a fish. I really like water. I was a mermaid. You know, I'm convinced. I was a mermaid that there's a hummingbird by the window. Um, I was a mermaid that, uh, you know, taught yoga under the sea. Yeah, people. <laughs>
0: under the sea. Oh, it just flew away. I saw it. That was really cool. Yeah, we went to go see the little mermaid last night. And I'm not even joking. Before I was even into the spiritual stuff and before I did rituals, my daughter, she came up to me one day and said, mom, um, do you have a candle I can use? And I was like a candle. I think she was six years old at this point, a candle that you can use. What do you need a candle for? And she's like, mom, can I just use a candle, please? And I said, okay, but I'm going to go light it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I stuck around and kind of Um, peeked on her a little bit and she was writing something from her tablet. She was copying something from her tablet and writing it. And then she goes to this candle and it's a wish that she's making to be a mermaid, to wake up a mermaid the next day because she has to do it every full moon. It's been two years and she still does it. She still lights candles and wishes to be a mermaid and she'll get in the bath in the morning. (laughs) And it it's cute and it's sad at the same time because I'm like, oh, she's not going to have a tail. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sorry. I believe in the mythical creatures. I believe that they live in a higher dimensional realm than we live in now and we just can't see them. Same with Mm. unicorns. Call me whatever you want. I believe they're real and I believe that we definitely have some ties to mermaids because as a six-year-old... Having such a strong wish to be a mermaid for real, and it it's not like she's just watching the shows and she wants to be a mermaid because of the shows. It's really in the depth of her heart she She knows that she was a mermaid, she wants to be a mermaid again, she is not living on land, and I think it's so cute because at that age they can they're more in tune with stuff like that they can remember more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and I also think that I was a witch in a past life. Mm. so if she was a witch along with me she's going to do witchy things
1: <laughs> i was talking yesterday about how um the herbs from mm-hmm. teas were actually considered uh witchcraft back yep. in the what sixteen seventeen hundred somewhere in there something like that i was yeah. like holy crap that's weird we've come a long way so now i think that's
0: <laughs> thank god i can't believe that we were ever back there that people were actually burned alive or thrown into water to drown just because they're using herbs.
1: Hey, drinking a
0: cup of tea is a way
1: to show yourself some self-love too. There you go. Drink yourself a cup of witchcraft.
0: Be on that witch vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Do it like the witches.
1: Oh, man.
0: I got the best shirt I've ever seen in my life in Sedona that says, um, what did it say? We're the granddaughters of the witches that you couldn't burn. Mm, I got it. I told Nick I was done shopping. You're like, I'm getting this. I'm done. Yep, yeah, we passed it. And I was like, oh, Nick. <laughs> Gotta get that shirt. I know, I got some good shirts.
1: Yeah, Kat needs to tell us a little bit about her recent trip as she just went on to Sedona.
0: Oh, I will. Sedona is my ultimate self-love that I show myself now. Because I didn't even... No Sedona existed until two and a half years ago, right before my spiritual awakening. I was actually in the darkest part of my life that I've ever been in. And we were supposed to go to the Grand Canyon before COVID happened Mm -hmm. and couldn't do it because COVID happened. And then um, I think it was probably, when was it? Maybe a year or less, a little less than a year into COVID when we could start traveling again. We still had to wear the mask and everything, but we decided to go to the Grand Canyon, just my husband and I. And we booked, I remember, we booked a UFO tour in Sedona. And I don't know, when we first drove into Sedona, it was like, I just felt like I was home. I've never been there before in my life, but it felt like home. Mm -hmm. And when we went on the UFO tour that night, we saw some crazy stuff that we'll talk about on another episode for sure. But we saw some crazy, crazy stuff that there was no denying. It was not human. It was not man-made. Those are aliens, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. They're real. And they were doing some crazy stuff. Mm. And it actually took us about two days to process it and talk about it. It's weird that it happens like that. And it happens like that for a lot of UFO witnesses. It it literally takes their consciousness days to process it. And some some people don't even talk about it afterwards, but we did in the hotel that morning. I said, are we, are we going to talk about what we saw? Yeah. Because you saw that, right? It was real. And then I, on the plane ride back, I listened to a book about empaths and I had never heard the term empath before. And it explained my whole entire life in one book. And from there, I was hooked. Mm. I went on a full-on frenzy to find out about life on other planets. I read abduction stories, watched videos, listened to different accounts. I looked up undercover FBI files and CIA files where they've hidden information about UFOs and other species that are coming here on Earth. And then that's what led me into learning about energy because a lot of these other species know a whole lot more about energy than we do and how to manipulate energy, how to connect telepathically, do energy healing, and all that cool stuff. And that actually takes us right into our next episode about energy healing.
1: Perfect, perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for self-love for today. I'm sure we're going to discuss self-love a whole lot more as we go through, but we're going to let you go for today. And I'm going to close this episode with saying a quote that Buddha said. Buddha said, You yourself, as much as anyone in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. So remember to always put yourself first. Even for moms or dads or kids who are now caring for your parents, I know sometimes it's hard to put yourself first in those situations. But just remember, the more you put yourself first, the more you are putting them first. Mm -hmm. Because the more you work on yourself and your own happiness, the better you're going to be for them. The better you're going to show up for the people around you. You deserve your love more than anyone else in this world. In our next episode, we're going to talk about energy healing and self-healing and how you can cure yourself of diseases, of depression, and create the life of your dreams.
1: I'm looking forward to it because I've got a lot of information to pass along to you all about some yoga stuff. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the hand clap should be. Bravo, cat! We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and healing. We hope the discussions and practices we've shared have helped you raise your vibration and find more peace and balance in your life. Remember to be kind to yourself and listen to your body and trust the process. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Vibing Consciously Podcast for more insights and inspiration. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep shining your light and
1: spreading your love and positivity wherever you go. Namaste.